Welcome to the Sedona Soul Sister Show, down-to-earth discussions on spiritual, metaphysical, paranormal, and healing topics. The Sedona Soul Sisters are the most trusted psychic mediums in Sedona. They have offices in Sedona, Arizona, where they see clients from all over the world. And now, today's show. Welcome to the show. We're so glad you're here with us today. We are the Sedona Soul Sisters. I'm Ivory Lanoue. This is Rosalind Reynolds and Sedona Sun. And today's topic is sound healing. Let me let another guest in real quick. Uh, we're going to be talking about that. Before we get started, I want to say hello to our wonderful listeners in Dry Run, Pennsylvania. Thank you for tuning in week after week. We're just delighted to have you with us. We are so lucky because we have a sound healer as part of Sedona Soul Sisters. And guess who it is? Yes. If you're watching, you can see it's the lady who's got all the sound equipment around her. I'm going to ask everyone to mute yourself if you're here live, please. There we go. And Sedona is going to give some talk about sound healing a bit and do some demonstrating of sound healing for you. And I'll hand it over to you, Sedona. Okay, thank you very much, Ivory. I was thrilled to have you ask me to do this as a topic. And I will say that it is becoming a lot more popular in uh, the frame of this world. I actually saw an episode on the Phoenix News Channel where they were doing something on sound healing and talking about the benefits of people getting relaxation, decreasing their anxiety, Um, decreasing depression, stress, all kinds of things. So when I see regular news doing something on these alternative healings, I'm really impressed. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about my background. So I never planned to be a sound healer. uh, As life happens, sometimes they just happen to us. But I will show you. In 2009, I was given this Native American flute by a friend who had studied with Carlos Nakai, who's one of the top Native American flute players. And when he gave me the flute, he said, "Um, here you go, just play. And I said, well, I don't know how to play flute. And he goes, just play. And so for me, sound healing is about playing. And when I tune into um, the vibration of sounds, I don't think. My mind is completely gone. I'm not thinking, should I play this note or that note? And so I think sound healing is actually really easy to do for children. And it's easy to do for adults if you get out of your mind. And so something as simple as the flute, or um, this is a Tibetan bowl, and I'll just bring this for you. So you just have a little mallet and you just tap it. I don't know if you can all hear that, but there's a vibration of sound, but there's also a physical thing that happens. So as I'm holding this instrument in my hand, there's a vibration of molecules created by the sound, and it's actually going down into my arm. So sometimes I'll take the bowl and I'll put it on somebody's stomach while they're laying down, tap the bowl and that energy goes right in through their body. So it's affecting your nerves, your muscles, your skeletal system, all of these different areas of your body are being affected. And then through the 
hearing of the sound is when the mind starts to calm down. There's a lot of chatter in the mind as a, on a regular basis. So when you hear a simple sound, I'm going to give you another example. Um, these are uh, Tibetan tinkshas. They're just little gold chimes. You just bring them together and ring them. And if you can hear that, what it's starting to do is your mind is, is taking that information in and it's bringing it to a, a different level. So it's not so up and down processing mind. It just kind of slows you down. So it's an instant just bring you into peace. So even these little gold bells, I also have a little old like school bell, kind of like the angel chimes bell. And even something as simple as that can cause you to have a, uh, a change in your in your experience. So that's how sound healing came to me. It was someone just gave me an instrument and said, play. And so it's actually really easy to do with a lot of these very simple instruments, like the, the crystal bowl. So I have this crystal bowl, like you can see if you're on the screen too, Ivory has a crystal bowl behind her on her, her background, but this is, um, this is the throat chakra bowl. So I'm just playing that one now. Just giving you and these are the glass bowls. All right, can you hear that, Rosalind? Because I can't. I can hear it when she first. Okay. Okay. Thanks for letting me know because I know that Zoom doesn't always pick up these sound vibrations, um, but I'm going to uh, just say, I'm going to bring in the harp too in a moment, but I was doing a sound healing um, many years ago and I had a lot of older people in my, um, in my class. And at the end of the class, one of the ladies said, I didn't hear anything you said during the guided meditation. And I said, that's okay. Your physical hearing didn't hear it, but on some other level, you heard it. So hopefully these vibrations are still getting to you, whether you can hear it or not. The most important thing for me with sound healing and any work that I do with the readings that I do with clients is stating an intention. So if you put on a relaxation CD or you get some crystal bowls, the first thing you want to do is kind of put out there, what is this little time frame going to be with my meditation or my crystal bowl? So for example, let's just say you have a really hectic day at work and you want to do a meditation of sound before you go into work. So you can intend that your day flows smoothly. Just a simple intention of that. My day is going to flow smoothly and I'm going to put this sound healing meditation on, or I'm going to play my crystal bowls. And what you're doing is you're focusing your mind on that intention, and then the vibration is augmenting whatever you set out as an intention. So I'm going to try a couple more instruments, and uh, if you can hear them, let, let me know, just for like with the thumbs up. And if not, then um, we'll just chat a little bit more about sound healing and the benefits. But this over here is my harp. 
And uh, this was also an instrument where uh, I saw it in a, uh, in a, it was a sound healing store and I looked at it and I just said, I want to play that just so that strong power of intention. I want to play that. And um, the gentleman said, go ahead. So I picked it up and I just strummed. Can you hear that? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to keep playing that one a little. This is the harp. And if you just get a harp, which I encourage everyone to do, and you strum from one side to the other, you're an instant angel, I have to say. (laughs) I traveled a lot with my instruments, and I played all kinds of places. I played for events, but I also played in nature, for nature, and I played at a lot of um, the farmer's markets. And when people would come up to me and ask me to play, the first thing I do is turn it around, hand it to them. And I said, no, you play. And they would say, I can't play the harp. I said, everybody can play the harp. It's just a simple moving your fingers over the strings. The interesting thing about a harp, if you choose to get one, is the sound box is, is at the back and it leans right up against your heart. And so as as you may know, if you have a guitar, there's a sound box where the sound kind of comes out of. So the sound actually uh, resonates right into the player's heart. You'll feel this vibration. And as I was talking about, sound is not just something you hear with your ears. It's something you feel with your body. So it has these two components of relaxation, both physical and auditory. And uh, it's just very easy to just move your fingers across the strings and enjoy that sound it's really not that hard I find that when I give the instrument to people everyone seems to play it differently and I'll say to them well that's your personality coming out through the instrument so that is the harp and I'll show you one more and uh, I have a gong behind me Um, you may have heard the gong so I'll just bring that I don't know if that will That was so weird. Out of all the times you struck it, I heard it once, but I heard it clearly. (laughs) (laughs) And then the last one is this little xylophone. It's kind of, it's called a marimba xylophone. And this is also really easy to play. Uh, I feel like giving children instruments that are maybe not too loud and clanky if you want them to relax, but this one is particularly tuned well. I don't know if you can hear this. Oh, yeah. Did we, did you freeze? Uh Uh-oh. I think Sedona is frozen right now. I was like, is she thinking? No, she is frozen. (laughs) Okay. Till Sedona comes back, I'm going to tell you about something. So there's not this awkward silence here. I knew there'd be some time during the show. Uh, back in the 90s, when I was studying with Belinda Howe, uh, all kinds of psychic and and uh, many other things I studied with her Reiki, she said, oh, you're a singer too. So 
I want to make sure you know how to do vocal healing. I know who Spence is. Hi, Spence. He probably can't hear us yet. Um, And she said, you really need to learn this because you're a singer. It just makes sense you would do it. So I remember her demonstrating it for me. She was sitting about a foot away from me. I'll never forget. And she goes, Ma. (laughs) And I just remember pulling back and my eyes got really big. And I'm like, whoa, that is a lot of sound coming at me. So I'm going to actually back up from the microphone to do this. I was telling the girls before the show started that there's a lot of different ones for this. And this one, uh, the reason I'm going to show you the sinus The one for sinuses, it's for the brow chakra, but the sinuses is part of that, is that I was at um, a spiritual circle I had in Prescott Valley, and one of our members was a good friend of mine, a dentist, and he was being so little bratty about this whole thing, like, oh, I don't think it's going to do anything. I'm not feeling anything. Oh, really? So I was sitting about three feet away from him. He was straight in front of me. And I said, well, let's do the one for brow. And I didn't tell him what it was for. But when you do vocal toning, you, you sing a particular note, a particular pitch, and you sing it with a particular vowel sound, and you sing it powerfully, and you sort of aim it at that part of the person. Since you're not in front of me, I'm just going to energetically, intentionally aim it at your brow chakra, your third eye. And the one for this one is the the tone of A above middle C. So let me get that, my trusty pitch pipe. I'm a singer. I always have a pitch pipe. And it's a long E vowel sound. So again, I'm going to back up. As I do that, like even like you could do that for yourself. And and honestly, I remember this when I have sinus problems, a cold or allergies. Like if you do that for yourself, like you will feel it resonating so much right here in your third eye. It's also really good for opening up your third eye, just so you know that. But there's there's one, there's a note and a vowel sound for every single one of the of the chakras. Roz, can you see if you can help Sedona get back in or if somebody else is there who can help her? Let me go. Sure, there where she is and I'm not. Yeah. We can get her back on. Excuse me. Because we didn't even get to the part we really want to talk about too, which is Sedona's amazing sound healing sessions. And I don't want to jump into that till she's back. But I want to tell you, like, when you do vocal toning, anybody can do it. I'm going to show you the book. I learned it from, I know I've got a background. So it's called Sacred Sounds is the name of the book. And it's by Ted Andrews. That's, and it just goes through how it works, but it also teaches you for each chakra in the body, what the note is and what the vowel sound is. And then it tells you the physical aspects it'll help with the metaphysical aspects. So spiritually, your gifts, things you want to improve, things you want to develop and emotional, mental help. So it helps on so many different levels. Oh, good. Here she is. And I wanted to just introduce that for you too. So you know that everybody's got a voice and Sedona said this before the show started. Well, she was here and now she's gone. Before the show started, Sedona was saying vocal toning is the original 
sound healing. And she's so right about that. You know, that's where it all started. Everyone's got a voice, just about everyone's got a voice. And you could get that book or a book like it. And if you have a piano, that's fine. And it's tuned. I like to use a pitch pipe because it stays tuned and make sure I'm on the right pitch. And so if you want to do it for yourself, you don't need to do anything special other than just sitting there and focusing in on that part of your body. You'll feel it. There's one for the heart that's very powerful too, um, all the chakras. If you're doing it for somebody else, then you would sit about three feet away from them and you would sort of aim your mouth at the part, at the, the chakra that you're working on to affect the changes that you're looking for. So Donna is trying to get, she's in, now she's having trouble getting audio. So we apologize for this. It does happen. Technology can be wonderful and it can be very annoying sometimes as well. While we're waiting for her, I thought maybe I'd give you a demonstration of the heart chakra. So that is the key. It's the note F above middle C. There she is. What's going on, Sedona? What's going on, Sedona? I don't know. I think the technology just had its own way. Sometimes you play sound. It does things to all kinds of... <laughs> it's okay. I just wanted to uh, give a little example. But um, were you sharing, Ivory? I talked about vocal toning and gave a little demonstration while we were waiting for you to come back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hopped over here onto Roz's screen um, just to share a little bit more to see if anybody had any questions too. But one thing that I wanted to say about sound healing, I don't have my harp with me right now, but one person told me many years ago, the most important thing about music, and he was a music composer, was is the silence in between the notes. So if you are just to drum, 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 constantly without any incorporation, that's what we need that incorporation time. So you'll notice that when people play crystal bowls, they'll play them and it'll ring and ring and ring, and then it'll go, they'll stop and it'll just drift off into silence. And it, to me, when you hit that place of ultimate silence is when the mind starts to digest what just happened through sound healing experience. And the more you play these instruments, um, the more you get in tune with that, your body will feel like it's too much. I have to stop. It's not the mind that's telling you this. It's like the body is telling you what it needs. Just like the body's always telling us, you know, what it needs in terms of food, in terms of rest, in terms of productivity, so it's a, I would say sound healing, um, whether you go and have it done by someone or you're doing it yourself is a great training for your intuition. Really I think so too. And, and I wanted to be sure we talk about your sound healing events. Now, I don't know if you're, I really don't know if you're still doing them, but I want to talk about the ones that Roz and I have attended. So Sedona has a, a wandering gypsy spirit and she'll go out on these driveabouts and share her music and her healing in various places. But when she's been in Sedona, she would have these amazing group healing events. And Roz and I went to some of them as many as I could because they were transporting. You know, I just was trying to think, what is the word transporting? 
because you were lying down and she's got her sound bowls and her harp and she's got her gong and her little chimes and, and something about that. Plus Sedona's energy is just extremely serene to begin with. So she's perfect for this work, but you would feel yourself almost like floating. And, you know, I felt like afterwards, I felt like I was in this beautiful altered state where I was above, like lifted above a lot of the worries and a lot of the stress and even some of my pain. Cause I don't know if you remember at that time is when I was in a really extreme pain with my back, but I wouldn't be in as much pain after those healing sessions, those sound healing sessions. So um, I think it's amazing. You know, I, I think you're primarily doing individual sound healing now though. Is that right? Yeah. At this point, because I just came back to Sedona in, uh, in early August, invited by you two lovely ladies and so happy to be with Sedona Soul Sisters. So mostly I'm doing in-person sessions, but I'd be open to groups. I'd be open to someone flying me to Europe if you'd like me to come there. <laughs> I think we all would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Sedona Soul Sisters will, will travel. Um, but I did have a session just yesterday. I just want to share a little bit about that. It's someone that I've had, she's come to many of my sound healing sessions, so she knows what I, what I do, but she had so much to say. So she just, sometimes you just need to talk it out to relieve your anxieties. And, and I said, okay, you know, we're we're running out of time. It was a, a long, long session. And I said, let me take a little extra time and give you some sound, sound healing. So I did about three or four minutes of sound healing. And she went, oh my goodness, why didn't we do this the whole time? (laughs) I said, well, you needed to talk it out. But it goes to show that, I mean, that was an hour, almost an hour and a half session of talking and working out her her issue. And she did feel better about what she was going to do in her life. But in three minutes, that hour and a half time, that three minutes just like solidified it. And so I do do a lot of sessions now where I, where I'm doing the talk therapy and the counseling and the psychic readings, and I'm finishing with some sound healing because I call it like that integration time. So you've just like received all this information you're trying to process it. So the sound healing just like solidifies it. It's like, oh, I can go forward now. Well, I can think of some benefits to having an individual sound healing session, whether it's the whole session or part of the session, being that you can intuitively tune into them and figure out what they want, or they've talked to you some about what's going on with them. And then you can tailor the instruments, the way you use them and how that sound healing goes for their specific needs. And that's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, there's certain instruments that definitely resonate with people. Like I've done, I do, I, I incorporate so many different instruments, but I've had a lot of people really resonate with the flute. It's like bringing them back to that um, other lifetime, you know, when they lived here, perhaps when there were just the, the instruments were clicking rocks together, you know, the, in, in our first beginning of time, that was the first music, you know, clicking rocks together. Um, then the drum came and the drum is actually very powerful too, because it connects you with your heart. I love drum so, circles. I'm into yes, that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, guess, I wanted to say something about something you said earlier, like you were like, the power of just like, you don't have to be great at playing an instrument, just play. So I'm going to tell you a short story about that. Like when I go to drum circles, I, I sometimes just can only drum so long and then my hands hurt. 
And so I started bringing a recorder, which is, you know, a little flute-like instrument. And it's not like I'm trained to play a recorder and it's a pretty simple instrument, but I just started making up little melodies and I would play when my hands got tired. And I was playing at one in Cottonwood, a drum circle. And one of the ladies is like, you should come to our Native American flute circle where we teach you how to play. And I ended up buying one Mm -hmm. and it's similar to yours and learning to play that. And, oh, it is, it is magical indeed. I just love it. They are there. I, I definitely, I could be selling instruments. I, I'd love for people to buy them and get them and have them in their own lives to use within their family. I have a family, they have a three, four and five-year-old and they have a gong in their living room. And when things get too crazy, they just start. Um, the thing about gongs is a lot of people think you just need to wail on it. And I don't believe in that. A philosophy. I believe that just, just a slight vibration of sound, even the most subtlest of sounds can calm you down. You can build up in crescendo, but always come back down because you don't want to leave people in this like, you know, kind of chaotic state, but those chaotic states, even in sound healing, sometimes I'll use the, the rain stick. I'll have all this like really soft music. And then the rain stick is like this crackle and, um, and that breaks up energy. So if you have like things you're stuck in, um, uh, yeah, tension in your body, those crackling sounds can break up. So instruments have based on the practitioner, they'll have an intention and you'll feel it. You'll feel the differences. And, and I've been in a session, a sound healing before, and she played this loud crackly thing. And I was so annoyed. And then I realized that it was releasing my annoyance. So <laughs> it, whether you, you know, the thing about being an artist, uh, whether you're, um, you know, an artist who paints or you're a practitioner of sound, if people have a response, you've done something well, whether it's negative or positive, if they're just, uh, have nothing, you know, you want to elicit something in someone um, and, and perhaps even bringing up an, an anger or negativity can actually help them propel out of that state. So most times I don't get that. I get, oh, I'm just so serene and relaxed, but every session is different. And um, I love to do them privately. I've been doing some couples and I'll look into some venues in Sedona uh, if people, you know, um, want me to be doing stuff here in groups, I'm happy to do it. Well, I think that's a given because I remember very vividly some of the comments when you were at the that uh, yoga center, and there was the one out 179 that's a, a sacred something. Oh yeah, you did, you did one there. So here's some of the comments I heard people saying: Sedona sessions are the best. Sedona's magical. You, not the town. Sedona (laughs) knows how to transport, you know, just, oh, Sedona's such an old soul. And, and so they just loved coming to your events and it wasn't, you know, yes, they love seeing you. And yes, they loved hanging out together because they obviously knew one another in the spiritual circle here, but it was the experience that they were receiving and these are all over. I mean, this is not just a Sedona phenomenon, Sedona, Arizona phenomenon. These are everywhere. You can look up sound healing near you. So uh, check it out. It's pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, I'm a strong believer in it. And like I said, it never was something that I went to school for to become a sound healer. I had a strong desire 
uh, sometimes in life, things are just given to you. And it's because, you know, we're talking about that old soul and lived here before, there's just a feeling that comes from the center of my being that this is right. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I definitely encourage people of all ages to try, you know, even if you're 95 and never played anything, uh, I believe everyone has an inner instrument. And I think uh, Ivory, you are demonstrating sound through uh, vocals. That really is our first sound instrument. So singing, you know, how you're singing um, can actually uh, raise your energy field. So there's many ways. If you don't have instruments, you can just sing or vocalize like uh, like Ivory did. Toning. Yeah. The whole thing of the power of the voice, you know, a long time ago when I, well, not a long time ago, but I was singing with a band for quite a long time and we would do big concerts and I didn't know if I should be insulted or pleased. I would be singing a song and I'd look out in the audience and everyone's got their eyes closed and they're swaying like this. And I'm like, am I that boring? I'm, And then later they're like, no, I just feel like, I don't know, like I'm drifting off somewhere, you know, it's just very peaceful. And, and I realized that is like singing can very much not certain kinds of singing is not. So I have to say, rap singing is not healing. It doesn't have the right frequency. There's some others that like death metal, sorry to my friend, Linda's son, who I adore, but death metal is not healing. But a lot of singing is healing. And it's because it's the frequency, it's the vibration in the voice. And if you put the intention behind it, I think it amplifies that tenfold. It's true. It's true. Definitely. There's so many different ways that you can work with sound healing and your voice is the first one. So, and that actually helps with your chakras because as you're um, toning or singing, you're opening up your throat chakra and you know how we need the throat chakra open to stand up for ourselves in life, to be able to speak um, to our partners, to our children, what you really need in life. And that's a lot. I find a lot of throat chakra issues in this world. Either they're too um, overexpressive or too withdrawn. And I'm always working on my throat chakra, which is something I've had to work on my whole life and will still keep working on, but it definitely opens up your throat chakra and the sound healing just really opens your whole energy field, your whole auric field. And so I and guess then you the, can come and you can come and sing or do a sound healing, and then you can have your aura picture taken. That's so true. One before and after, so that's always fun too. It is fun. I want to get another one taken once Ed gets that going again. Um, I want to wrap this up, but just say please stay tuned to the Sedona Soul Sisters website because uh, you will find announcements about Sedona Sound Healing there. You can check out her individual sessions of all kinds there, and she incorporates sound healing, it sounds like, into just about all of them. So lucky you. That's always fun. I've had many sessions with Sedona of various kinds, especially when we first met, when I first moved to Sedona. And it was so weird because I was drawn to her website, and she was drawn to my website, and then we met through Roz. And we're like, oh, I just love this woman. I loved her so much. And and she did sound healing for me even at those sessions, So, which was not a sound healing session, but it turned into one. And it was very helpful. So I encourage you to 
set something up with Sedona or check out sound healing for yourself too. get some instruments for yourself. And we're so glad that you could be with us today. We've enjoyed having you here and talking to you. If you'd like to know more about us or our services, please visit our website, SedonaSoulSisters.com. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss anything and like us because it makes us smile. Tune in next Friday. The topic is multicolor children. And this is about the newest generation of very spiritually advanced old soul children coming in. So you're going to find out what that's about, what their traits are, why they're here, and how they're going to help us. We look forward to seeing you then. In the meantime, have an enlightening week. Thank you for listening to the Sedona Soul Sisters show. If you'd like more information about the Sedona Soul Sisters and their services, visit their website at SedonaSoulSisters.com. Subscribe to our show here so you don't miss a thing. All of us at Sedona Soul Sisters hope you have an enlightening week.